You're listening to Live Alive Podcast, a weekly dose of motivation right in your back pocket. I'm Jordan Johnson. And I'm Anissa Johnson. We're We're your hosts. hosts. Every week, we share thought-provoking conversations created to inspire you to bring the best version of you into everything you do. Think of us as the guide as you journey towards realizing your vision of successful and fulfilling life. Whether you're climbing the corporate ladder, building a business, or dreaming of being a stay-at-home parent, we're here to help you cultivate passion, purpose, and motivation in your everyday life. Yes, that it's, is it intended is what you to, thought. It's an intended to it's read. It's a play on words. Yeah. It's multiple, multiple meanings. And we'll walk through those. Um, <laughs> you want to just get get into it? Yeah, let's. Let, I mean, let's do it. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about belief systems, mm. um, and we're going to break down a little bit like what we mean by belief systems and how, in some cases, belief systems can turn out to be uh bs and that doesn't just stand for belief systems in this case it stands for for what you might think it would mean um so and and it's and it's double-sided right like there is that belief system side that is the bs in the traditional sense and then there's the belief system side that is um, more of a, uh, building steps, maybe sure. a, a positive, right? Sure. So it's, well, yeah. And we'll talk about that too, but before we can even talk about either of those things, we yeah. got to tell these people what belief systems are. Like, what does that, what does that mean? What yeah. do you say yeah. when we talk about belief system, what makes up a belief system? Um, and then we're going to talk about why all this matters and how it, it plays into, you know, the results that you create for your life or the results that you are unable to create for your life. Um, so there's a lot of things that go into creating your belief systems. And a lot of times we don't even recognize that we have these beliefs or these belief yeah. systems because they've just been there. Um, our environment, society, our upbringing, our family, um, the media, uh, our friends, our peer groups, even maybe not necessarily our friends, just people who yeah, have been around yeah. us, um, kind of talking in our ear, telling us these stories. Um, and so how do you want to do this? Well, I think you can sum it up, too, of, of like belief systems, like, you know, how you see, like seeing is believing um, in a sense, right? And you, know, you can say that your belief system is how you see yourself and also how you see um, the world, how you see opportunities, how you see challenges. Um, belief systems are kind of like a compass, I think, in a way of your route into anything, into the world, sure. into um, a challenge, a project, um, a scenario. Yeah, and they can also place limits on you right. as well. Yeah. So I think a lot of times when you think about, I'll just take maybe like a couple that I'm thinking of that are kind of more uh, broader than just being personal, just so we can kind of like get into the yeah, frame yeah. of mind. Um, when you think about maybe what society might say about a group of people, we'll, we'll take you know our community, black people in particular. I'm not saying only black people are listening, but hey, we're black. So um, we'll talk about that. Like what is society saying about us and how many people believe what society says Mm. and how does that have an impact on 
you know, our trajectory or success if we allow it to or if we don't. Yeah. Um, and I believe a lot of that is intentional, but that's a totally different episode for like a totally different time. <laughs> um, but the the belief systems, they can be communal as well. Yeah. Um, and so kind of wanted to bring that in just for to kind of a, make something a little real. Um, and so if that's environments, then you have like your upbringing as well that sure. plays into belief systems. Rather, it was the way that uh, you know your household or your parents or your siblings uh, view things or help teach you to view things. Those can either be limiting, those can, or they can be expansive, expansive right. in that sense, right? And or what the media says, I and mean, you kind of hit on that too. Of like what you see in social reflected back to you um, as kind of like a mirroring thing um, forms belief systems exactly like if you only see people who look like you doing a certain um activity like you only see like you know tall black men going and playing basketball and not like going and being engineers then like you might think like basketball is your only career route when in actuality there's so many other things that you that you can do and so that's one of the things we talk about we talk about representation matters right it really does because it creates your beliefs and um, subconsciously or, or consciously your beliefs are made up of all these things that we talked about, environment, society, your upbringing, and then also what people are saying about you. Yeah. Yeah. That, man, that last one is, is huge mm. of picking whether you listen to that or whether you take it in. I mean, obviously you hear it, what people are, are, are saying about you and whether you want to give it credit and store it in your memory or, or not if you hear the same thing said about you over and over rather it be man that person's super talented and you hear that over mm-hmm. and over or you hear oh man that person's a procrastinator and you hear that over and over yeah. like you're gonna start to buy Believe into it. that as a as a belief about sure. yourself or like what you say about yourself Ooh, yeah um you know i think a lot of times for i know for for women in particular, I know men. This is might be this is a thing as well. We're inclusive here, but for women in particular, when you when you look in the mirror, like you think a certain thing about yourself, um, subconsciously or, or consciously. So what are you telling yourself um, when when you look in the mirror? What are you telling yourself? Just maybe when you're walking by the mirror, or or you're not even looking yeah. in the mirror, but like. What are you telling yourself and are you choosing to believe that? And is it empowering you or is it limiting you? Mm, yeah, I mean, we, we, we kind of like get into that here too, I think, in this next section of this too, of like, why, do, why does this matter? I think you started to tee that yeah. up with like, is it empowering you or is it is it limiting you? Yeah. Um, so we all, we, all, we all get one go around at this, at this life thing, right? It's either... Um, you know, every section of it, every chapter, so to speak, do we step into? It's either, um, you know, limited by certain things, or it's either the possibilities are, are expanded by certain things. And one of the biggest factors, seemingly, in those um, opportunities and possibilities are our beliefs. Um, and so, if you if you were to think about it this way, if you, whatever scenario that you're stepping into, or possibility, or challenge. Um, or even opportunity that you have in front of you, how you approach that um, with what lane of thought, with what creativity, um, with what confidence or skepticism and criticism is going to be rooted on your belief system. For sure, for sure. And 
that is one of the things that um, kind of I want to I want to just like take a step back um, as to like how we got to this kind of episode. And because you and I, we've done a lot of work this year um at the beginning of the q1 was it the, or i guess this would be last year yeah 2021. you guys are listening yeah. it'll be <laughs> last year in 2021 jordan and i we did a lot of work um personal work on ourselves to just be better at the end of 2020 i think i convinced uh you jordan to um invest in this tony robbins program we're going to do the virtual conference and we had these tapes and we were listening to these tapes and um, Tony Robbins does a lot of work on belief systems. Yeah. yeah. Um, one of the things that he says, um, I don't know if he says this or if this is a, but I wrote down this quote in my notebook that has all my notes of, from the Tony Robbins <laughs> program. So I'm going to say this is from Tony Robbins himself. He'll take it. Um, yeah. And it says the the strongest force in human personality is the need to stay consistent and how we define ourselves. And I think that that quote in and of itself sums up why belief systems are so important. Um, Because if we listen to what other people say about us, if we're listening to what we are saying about ourselves, what stories we're telling ourselves, we're listening to what society is telling us how we're supposed to be, those are the things that we're listening to. And those are the things that we're allowing to inform who we are. Wow. Then we are going to have a natural instinct to stay true to that. And that might not necessarily be serving us. Ooh. Isn't that interesting, though? Because I feel like we get, you hear so many, or at least I do, I hear so often of, of the challenges people have with consistency. Yeah. Or it's like, oh, you know, well, I'm, I'm, they're just not consistent. Or they set that goal and they're like, they're not consistent. Actually, maybe we are. Sure. pretty consistent yeah. it's just consistently we're consistent co- we're consistent in these negative lanes like we're consistent to these um narratives that are beliefs that don't actually support us well they don't support growth they support they don't support comfort. growth right they support what we know and when you're in a place where you're wanting to grow where you're wanting to expand where you're wanting to pursue something that is different you have to step outside of your existing beliefs. You have to step outside of the stories that you have been telling yourself and you have to start writing a new story. And it is very difficult to write a new story if you are not aware of your existing story. Mm, yeah. Yeah, being aware of it, if, if that's step one, I'd almost see step two. It's like, man, you've got to challenge that story. Absolutely. To make the new story, you've got to challenge the old story. Yeah. Um, what Of what the current beliefs and belief systems are. If they're, if they're not supportive and not empowering, um, how do we challenge those? Cool. So, I mean, if, if we have all these opportunities to, you know, examine become aware of like the beliefs that aren't empowering and supporting us and challenge those i mean that's obviously really important to give the right um you know foundation to attack the possibilities and scenarios uh in our lives right so with that we could get into a couple of examples i mentioned that um you and i have done um some work over the past year or year and some change so Mm -hmm. Um, I thought it would be cool to bring in some examples if you're down with that. Yeah, for sure. Let's do it. 
I mean, one of the one of the um, pieces of work we were looking at um, earlier this year, 2021. I'm not sure when people listen to this. Is just examining our, ourselves. I think you hit on that earlier of like becoming aware of what those negative um, beliefs are about about ourselves. And I mean, one of the ones that I had to just lean into and kind of face head on was just kind of how I viewed myself personally from like a weight perspective like you Mm -hmm. talked about it from you know a woman a woman's perspective of like walking in front of the mirror or being in front of the mirror and I certainly can assess too if I can if I can just be vulnerable for a second that it's a thing for guys too um and I've had a a belief system created about my weight that has not been supportive and empowering for you know most of my you know, adolescent to, you know, adulthood life. You know, I was a, a kid that grew up as, um, you know, an, an asthmatic child. So I was challenged with, with breathing breathing um, smoothly, if anybody's familiar with asthma is. Uh, it's not fun, but, you know, you steroids, you know, help asthma, mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I was put on steroids as a, as a kid and it just forced me to gain a lot of unintended intended weight. Quick sidebar, I was really disappointed because I'm thinking like, dang, like, mom, if you would have just put me on the weights as a seven-year-old while I was taking these steroids, it could have been yoked. <laughs> but um, um, the unintentional side effects of that is you, you can gain some 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 weight, right? Mm-hmm. So I became a, a heavy um, child, a, a heavy adolescent child. And I mean, I've probably not told this story to like a lot of people, but you know, especially going into like a, a middle school type of time frame um, and growth period, I was I was chubby. I was a, I was a fat kid, and you know, I think a lot of the stories I began to tell or be be told about myself started there mm-hmm. of either being jo- having jokes told about or talked about in a negative way, and a lot of that stuff sticks. You start to mm-hmm. challenge it yourself, um, and as hard as I wanted to challenge those things. They were they were always there. Like it either would drive me as becoming a late teen to a young adult to like living in the gym, wanting to almost attach my value to those things where maybe I'd feel more confident if I had uh, been to the gym seven days this week mm-hmm. or less confident if I only got a chance to work out two days this week or sure. um, feel less happy if I was heavier or more happy if I was lighter or my body fat percentage was lower. And I, I think it just all came from the a belief system created about me that um, my value was attached to my fitness For or sure. my health. I think this is interesting and I want to like Go a little bit deeper with you if you will come with me. I'm a little scared, but I'm, a, I'm <laughs> going to go, though. Let's go. <laughs> because I want to illustrate to you guys listening how a belief can create certain results. Yeah. So you said that there, there might be times where if you were in the gym like seven days a week, you might feel more confident. Yeah. Now, what might happen if you were not and if you didn't, maybe you didn't have time for the gym in a certain week, how would that maybe show up in other areas of your life? Like, would you still be eating on 100% on track or like, would you 
Like how how would that manifest itself in other ways? Do you think? Yeah. Long story short, I feel like it was it, it's it it became an all or nothing mm-hmm. type of scenario, right? Where if I missed a day in the gym or if I couldn't go seven days a week, I was a complete and utter failure. Right. And right. if I was a, if I felt like I was a complete and utter other utter failure, mm-hmm. then there it, there became there there was this this thought process to creep up into my mind that was well nothing matters like right. well, so how did you start treating I'm going to interrupt you because yeah. how did you start treating yourself with those thoughts? So I think I just leaned into those mm-hmm. thoughts of like yeah well I'm just com- a complete and utter failure. And so I'm gonna I'm gonna be that I'm gonna I'm gonna take uh, uh, my normal healthy lifestyle of eating and treating my body well, and I'm just gonna be this failure. I'm gonna go get this pizza, and mm-hmm. I'm talking. And again, let me put the, put the framework for these people because I don't want to think I'm still talking adolescent days. I'm an adult at this point, right? right? right this right. is me in my mid to late twenties. I'm gonna go get this whole. Little Caesars, you know, five ninety eight, oh, which is I think was like six six dollars thirty five cents after taxes. Oh. I had my fair share of a like large pizza, and I'm gonna eat the whole thing by myself, right? Because I'm just gonna be that that failure, right? Right. That's like an illustration of how those limiting beliefs, how tying your worth and your worthiness to yeah. a particular output can become very destructive because the story that you're telling yourself is that oh if if i don't go to the gym a certain amount of days this week then like i'm not worthy i don't i don't have yeah i'm nothing and so then you start to treat yourself like nothing and then what you produce is the very result that you that you said was attached to if you went to the gym seven days a week when in actuality you could of course correct it right Mm. and i think that we do that and so that's kind of why i wanted to like go down that yellow brick road with you and thank you for indulging me um because our thoughts and our feelings produce our results and that's pretty much what this entire episode is about but um yeah, thank you. That was beautiful. Candor. I mean, that was that was beautiful, and like I will bandage my feelings later after this podcast. We appreciate your vulnerability. No, no, I think I think that's I think that's the case for all of us, and I think that's what vulnerability is. Like I'm I'm still healing that now. Like I'm 31 years old, about to be 32 um, in a very long time from now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but 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 that's something I continuously have to have to to heal and and and. and deconstruct and i know we're going to kind of get into that a little bit too of just that's not where my worth is that's not where my value is that's not what i have to make consistent that's not even something that i have to try to be consistent to right um necessarily but i asked man that self-fulfilling prophecy i hadn't necessarily broken it down that well for my myself and man, i just feel like this whole this episode was some healing for me for oh, sure good, baby <laughs> awesome well, I guess since you are vulnerable, is it my turn? Do I have to tell myself a story? I mean, if you are compelled. I got a lot. <clears throat> I like broke out my notebook, you guys listening. <laughs> and I'm like, mm, there's a lot here. Um, I think the one that I owe, like the one that I lean into is like, I'm a procrastinator. Um, I even now say I'm a recovering procrastinator in jest. <laughs> I'm, I'm a recovering procrastinator. Um, yeah, I think I'm a procrastinator. That belief is something that came probably like in my school age years, I think, um, 
I that can sum up a lot of things, but like a lot mm. of people told me this. So um, whether it was my teacher saying that like, oh, you know, Anissa's really smart. She's just not dedicated or something. It's like freaking in elementary school. Like, I don't think it was a lack of dedication, but um, it's probably something else um, <laughs> if we're not getting elementary work done. Um, and so I think that that... that procrastination kind of uh, manifested itself, particularly in schoolwork. Um, but I s- continue to tell myself that story um, probably until a couple of years ago. Mm. Um, and one of the things, one of the things that um, I did once I realized that I was having this uh belief was take myself down a yellow brick road of what what do I do when I'm telling myself that I'm a procrastinator in, mm. in anything like yeah. whether it was um my blog that I started some years ago whether it was whatever it was like anything new <laughs> anything old <laughs> anything that I was required to do anything that I chose to do if I began with the thought that I was a procrastinator, there was always going to be a hesitation to take action. There was going to be a lack of desire to take action. And Mm. so like waiting to the last minute to take action or waiting until my back is up against the wall to take action basically forced me into a place where I wasn't able to learn i didn't have time to learn from my mistakes if Mm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. um i didn't have time to just kind of like take messy action and so um one of the things that i did with that was just like going through all of the things that my limiting belief of i'm a procrastinator what does it cost me Hmm. Um, and so if you have the opportunity to identify a limiting belief, you have to explore. And I want to encourage you to explore without shame what that belief is costing you. If me believing that I'm a procrastinator is just the way that I am and it's the way that I'm always going to be, because a lot of times when we identify negative traits in ourselves, we sit in them and we say, well, that's just the way that I am. And I'm always going to be like that. And I've always been like this, not realizing that you can literally wake up tomorrow and decide to no longer be that. Um, Now, is it just going to work like that? No, Um, but you can decide. But that's part of it. Yeah, It is. It is. It's it's the very first step is deciding that you are not, you are no longer that and you're going to start writing a new story. Um, But taking a good look at what that was costing me, um, very much (laughs) sparked me into action. I started to, and we'll talk about, eh. we could talk about this. Like this is one of the ways that you deconstruct those beliefs. This is one one of the ways that you deconstruct this is by looking at what does it cost you, feeling a slight bit of pain of what it's costing you, what those limiting beliefs are costing you. And deciding, is it worth sitting in being this person, sitting in, for me, it was being a procrastinator just for my own comfort. Because that's what Mm. it was at the end of the day. Yeah. To to that magnetic pull of trying to be consistent with what this belief was. 
Right. And it's just like, for me, I think it was a lot of un, a lot of things left undone. Mm. And we've talked about this in um, past episodes of just how when there is a vision on your heart, when there are, th- I have a, I have a lot of really big visions in my mind of the impact that I will make, that we will make on people, on human beings, on literal lives. And so by sitting in being a procrastinator, by telling myself I'll do it tomorrow, by telling myself I'll wait till next year, by telling myself I'll wait till I have money, I'll, I'll wait till this or whatever signal it is that I was waiting for, I was, that's one less life that I was impacting. And when I realized that, I was like, oh shoot, the time is now. And that's what I tell yeah. myself now. The time is now. Yeah. And this, so there's an opportunity cost to when, when you're deconstructing that negative belief or that limiting belief, there's an opportunity cost that you're leaving on the table to your truest self. Yeah. 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 That Man, that's, that's huge. And you have to recognize the cost. I think you really, truly have to recognize the cost before you even make a change. Wanting it... Mm. wanting the result is yeah. not enough if you don't realize what's what it's actually costing you like what it's actually costing you and i think that sometimes we look at the end result and we say oh well it's, it's costing this version of success or it's mm. costing this change or this transformation but we're not thinking about the fact that it's costing other people something too yeah other people around us right or are further around us. Yeah, yeah, and people don't get to experience you, the best version yeah. of you, because you've decided to show up as this, like, former limiting belief version of yourself. Yeah, wow. Wow. And was there anything that you felt like during those throughout those process and those experiences of being consistent to this limiting be- belief that you're a procrastinator? Was there anything that you felt like became a self-fulfilling prophecy about that before you were able to kind of turn that page on that? Yeah, I mean, I think for me in procrastination, like one of the beliefs that was also tied to that belief, I have a web of beliefs. (laughs) Um, One of the beliefs that was also tied to that belief was that I could do it later, like that I had the talent Mm. to do it later. Yeah. Um, I had the talent to do it at the last minute. I had the talent to to do my homework at the very last minute and get a decent grade and pass. Not decent. I passed. Um, but that continued throughout pretty much anything that I was doing yeah. where it was like, oh, well, I can I can do it later and it'll be good enough. But that's not good enough. <laughs> yeah. Well, that takes examining itself too to take your toolbox, your assessment kit out and and look at that and see of of the value from doing it one way versus versus the other mm-hmm. which makes us think a lot a whole, a whole lot about if that's if that's the view if that's the experience down you know negative limited limiting belief row then what are empowering beliefs and how do we you know take a look at the way we see ourselves the way we see the world and have it be more expansive to the possibilities and the positive aspects of who we are and what what can be 
you know, so if we if we think about that and just kind of, you know, press forward, you know, right? I think, you know, I use myself as an example of just even the situation that I laid out earlier about viewing, you know, my value, my worth to my, you know, weight and what that what that was. You know, there's there's opportunity for us to, especially like me, for example, to look at that and say, well, I can set my intentions on this to to live a healthy lifestyle and focus on the things that I can do and the things that I am doing well with my health, the way that I am able to show up for my relationships, for my family, for my work for my passion projects because of my health mm-hmm. and give those 100% and attach my worth to more truth truthful things about me versus these things that are frankly just not true. Um, and I think we can take a, a view like that on so many other things either about ourselves or about the world that if it's a project, if, if it's a challenge or something that we want to do, want to clean up, want to fix, you know, what are the things about ourselves that we can completely do a 180 where if the world or the media or our environments are telling us that we can't because of X, well, maybe that X is the slight unique perspective that we can bring to this to look at the problem or attack the problem from a different way. Yeah, that's, dang, that's, that's, that's good. Um, I also think like one of the ways that we can kind of build these um, empowering beliefs that kind of catapult us into um, into the doing or the being or the becoming of the, the, the transformation is um, bridging. I talk about bridge. Mm. I talk about bridging affirmations, right? Um, and I will say affirmations. You can call it an empowering belief, whatever you want to call it. I call them affirmations. Um, So if we talk about my, I'm a procrastinator limiting belief, right? If I'm like, okay, I'm going to, now I'm going to think about an empowering belief. And I'm like, I make the most of my time. It's a lie. That is a lie because I cannot go from a procrastinate. I just, I literally cannot go to somebody who waits till the very last second to somebody who makes the most of their yeah, time. Yeah. You will feel it in your soul that that is false. False, yeah. And so when you feel like you, that's not going to give you anything. So I, that's where I think that um, bridge affirmations mm, that's um, huge. are super helpful. And that is when you start to look at what else could be true. If I'm, okay, if I'm a procrastinator, what else could be true? Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, I get things done really quickly when I am under pressure. Let's call it pressure. Okay, so it's possible that I could apply pressure before the deadline and get better results. Yep. Um, it's possible, one of my, one of my um, empowering beliefs is I am living a life worthy of my calling. That is something that I tell myself very often in direct response to being a recovering procrastinator. I'm going to stop affirming that previous limiting belief um, because I've done a lot of work to kill it. Um, I am living a life worthy of my calling. 
Um, and so if I'm saying, okay, I'm living a life worthy of my calling, that is affirming that every day I am taking steps towards building, towards growing the vision that God put on my heart. Hmm. And for me, attaching that affirmation to my faith and my relationship with God was like, it was like putting all my, I don't bet, but like putting all your chips in. Like if you, yeah, that, yeah. That if you, you were do. a betting lady. If I were a betting, <laughs> leave me alone. <laughs> if I were a betting lady, but that's what it was for me when I attached it to something, when I attached it to something that was deeper, my yeah. identity in Christ is deeper than my identity to procrastination. Mm. And so when I attached what I what I was doing on this earth closer to my relationship with God than to what the world was saying about me and what I had been taught and what I had been told and what I had continued to create for myself, I was able to break that limiting belief because I connected my true identity to something that is just like rooted in me. Like you can't tell me anything if I relate it to my relationship with Christ. Mm. Yeah, that's huge. I mean, it, it really to to kind of wrap it up here, I mean, we encourage everybody to, you know, take some time, figure out, you know, what's what's holding you back. Mm. Um, examine whether the belief systems you have are are they BS or are they building steps mm. steps that i don't know build you towards the the friend the brother the sister employee employer parent that you know is possible for you to be so it, it, it's of the utmost importance to examine yourself and your beliefs and figure out if they're bs or are they building you towards something greater Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope that it leaves you feeling inspired to actively pursue your goals and live alive, whatever that means to you. If you enjoyed today's episode, tell us what you think by leaving a review. Reviews help more people like you discover the podcast. I'm Anissa Johnson. And I'm Jordan Johnson. We'll see you next time on Live Alive Podcast.